Hi, everyone. Today, me and Endless Midnight Moon are talking about her Tapas novel, Beyond the Gray Skies, and the writing style that she used to write it, and also some of her inspirations. So, our first question is: What writing style has influenced you in writing Beyond the Gray Skies? Actually, the writing style came before I even found the real influence for it. I think the biggest one was because, like, uh, when I was writing, I was like, I was like, I was, when I started out writing, I wasn't, I was actually using top person without POP, and that really influenced the way I was starting to write. And it also got the more mystery genres. It just became very important for me to um to be able to limit the scope information, to be able to sometimes also focus a lot on the character, like what, what do they know, who they are, what are they like you to focus upon and what are they like you to there's like that I'm just gonna disregard that or pretend that doesn't exist. And also and also it's just been very interesting just been writing because like um secondly it's also because sometimes it's like it can also be very interesting because it's a it's a growing process for me and like at the end of the day like um at the end of the day, sometimes where, where, you, where you really don't, where, you, where you're really trying starting out, I think I think sometimes it could be very beneficial that that you they don't really want to try overwhelm themselves with so much stuff to start with and just start with something, like something small that you very clear cut. I think also me right now I'm trying to write some short stories. It's like oh wow, I'm like I'm trying to get in the head of an eight year old, and that's just interesting. That's just very mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. How has your writing style changed since you first started writing the story? Mm, I think I tell you that this was 2020. It was very old. It was a lot of description, description, description. I think nowadays it's still it's still less a description. It's just like I'm just focusing on like saying, okay, so who is doing what? And then and then and then sometimes I give you some hints about who is right. But it's like basically it's like he hesitated, he then he used he was used to working. Now we are taking intention and stop wondering why. I think for me it's just like I've been trying to I mean like focusing less on the description and more more towards like particular character and what they're doing and it's because sometimes the one that sometimes decision can be way way too much and actually writers like the the thing about writing sometimes a, a rule of time is that when when you're writing right you don't really want to overload the the, the person you want to have it end in their imagination let them think about it and this is also a second influence of why being like going more towards what they're saying and less of what they're thinking mm -hmm. unless and also 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 and also because of the the style of the of the way I'm doing it is that like I'm trying to hint it about so what people are saying is really important and say and their actions are more important than say what what people perceive they're doing because I think mm -hmm. because I think the problem is that I know I know there was a person who does like there was this series called Divergent who tried to doing who basically who basically you basically get a lot of the oh oh my bad I got off the video you basically get a lot of the of the series in basically very sheltered tones like you because the sometimes the, the first person has a very bad has a very hard way to get around like you're basically limited to one person and and sometimes what happens like she sometimes I know that some a criticism of this series was like um you're getting you're basically getting a filtered view of somebody of some for somebody else and it's like oh my god no one it's all just sounds really pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah, it was like a really crit it was the criticism by one day. I think I genuinely it's just that it's one that I really agree upon. It's like a once it feels like pretentious. And I think what means that because I'm inspired a lot by George R. R. Martin, like you know his supremely famous books and like uh, also because like I think if I it was an ideal if it was an ideal kind of really ideal dream adaptation, I think I'm gonna go for TV actually. Mm, I see. Yeah, because I think it's more, it's more of um it's more realistic as a series is that it's not really like super fantastical where the budget is like a billion dollars or something like that to really bring anything to life. And even so, like, Joshua Martin is a very high fantasy writer. Just his fantasy is mostly horror shows. Mm -hmm. 
they're really they're pretty hot they're very much commercials i just been like in this world for like really long and it's been like it's been it's been like it's very very interesting to influence myself into it like the kind of style i'm i write into and i think i can cover some of the other authors it's like um this person i've been like I, i've been reading this this uh this guy in rcw gotner's books for quite a while i, I read them all in very quick session he has a ton of them although he's he does branch out a bit he's he has some focus on spain some of them he's been branching into the 20th century Mm-hmm. And that's been very. It's been interesting because he get he always gets into the head of women. It's very interesting to read because like um, he he really does his best to really humanize them. I think that's that's really what influences all my historical fiction. Just like this idea is a story about people, and and that's where I realized that hmm, you could actually understand them. But also, I also really try try to focus on like the emotions areas. These are all just normal people who are trying to live. And I think he likes it because he he tends to pick the more unusual women of the era, like. You know, Lucrezia Borgia married three times, had a ton of. Uh, there's a lot of rumors about her, about whether she was poisoned, and and her relationships with her various and her relationships with her brothers also was also rumored as well. And then there was another, and this one I think this one is most recent book, the first actress, which kind of like a, it's just talking about a woman who became a single mother in the 19th century. Mm, I see. Yeah, and that and that's been interesting influencing my situation. I think the third part is like because back then I was still back into very much YA style, and this was a very very interesting author that I think I recommend to, to just take a look because she has a very um her her books have a bit of have a bit of a political spin to it. There's a bit of a political force to it, and she does write. And I think her focus is a bit on fantasy and horror too. I don't know why. Why is it that I always end up reading the stories about horror when I don't write? <laughs> mm, yeah, it's really strange. Also, because it's like a. I think also because the, re- the reason why I'm, I'm I'm not so much into epic fantasy now is just like a, it's just because I'm not so interested in the like, the real fights or the battles. Right, whether I'm interested in like the you know the metaphorical, the real, the real power struggles behind it, and. I don't think sometimes historical books don't really get it very well. Some men don't do it extremely well either. Too. Mm-hmm, that's true. And then, and then finally, this was the the this and this was what finally still up those books. It's just like he just only has two of them. But then it's been like, very interesting to go because it's more mystery and uh, it also is like very very separate perspectives. And if I were to bring it towards why and what the kind of box structure I have is just like um, I actually think my my story is just like it's just going to very different directions. Like because the tone of the story can change very wildly depending on whoever's telling it. And because like you know anybody's if you get these chapters, it's more fun. It's it's not so it's not so heavy as something like Amaranda's nowadays. It's like hers is like um there's a lot of stuff going on, there's a lot of details that I, I cannot share about but her part and already and Aurelia's part is actually it's still pretty normal and sane, but even so there's always a bend to her that's it's always been hard to me to really. It's because I'm not so much of. I don't really. I'm not really much. I know I love to read a lot. I think it's like um, because has has a very very spotty bent to it. And sometimes I I struggle to figure out what to do with her actually. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think as creators, there are characters that we kind of struggle with knowing what to do with them, especially as the other ones develop and the plot develops. Yeah, I, I was like I think because it's like because she's so cool. I think it's also because like uh. I feel I think I find understand and I don't I find I find it's not the right it's like I think writing sometimes when you're writing students right unless just unless your school is some super magical school most of the time it's it's like, it's more of a constraint that is like that is helping. Mm-hmm, that's true, right? <laughs> it's more of a constraint that is helping because I found that that sometimes I think wait a minute does, doesn't I really have school or something does she have papers right? Does anybody could just ditch it and, and go and go and go hang out in and go hang out with alternate Egypt for a couple of months and no problem come to him. I'm running back and can go randomly to can go randomly to Germany and she's like, oh I, I'm I'm okay. It can go into into Lanzig, Tarania, and she's like, 
uh, I can hang there for a few months because below that are like they have no real obligations. They can just move if they wanted to. Whereas Aria is like she's kind of stuck in Sapporo most of the time. <laughs> I can't really move her around a lot because like uh, I need to think that she has she has a she has a sister at school. She still has a life. She has things she desperately wants. She'll never really let it go in the way that her both of them have. And I think that's that's why it's like um that's why I feel so whenever they say the school children with magical serious powers like. It's it's great, but then just only have some super magical school. But in my case, there's no real magical school either. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's it's unlikely to be. In fact, it's like because for me, it's like a the whole idea of public education was a very 19th century invention. It's actually you know it was based on the Prussian model. And even though even though that I'm starting to do that right now, but then it's like a like a lot of this like this concept of like a, having a very fantastic school. I no, I'm probably, you're probably never going to see that much from me at all. Hmm. And also because that uh, means that I'm building big events that I really want well for me to build them because um I just I just said when I left a big idea in mind and then I slowly figure out how to work towards it. Mm-hmm. And then you and I think it's just like it's just like right now I'm still not I'm still not sure I'm still not really revealing a lot of stuff but I can because I'm only building it I'm only starting to really build it right now. I'm only starting to really write those chapters now. Mm-hmm. And also because um yeah I would say I would say that because it's like a, a lot of the early chapters are like, uh, Miranda is stuck in the theater and even though even though it's very limited but she gets to do a lot of really fun stuff because um she she say and most say well if I if I don't have a job I just quit I just, just <laughs> find me I guess I think I think it's because like uh, I think I, I think like just because my personal feelings as a as as I as I grew up and mature and I and I got to myself my first job as it turns out my first job is super. It's not free and easy. It's more like um, I is more remote. So as a result, and also because like any other element of choice down there in school, it's like um, I couldn't really choose when I wanted to go to school. I couldn't really choose a lot of stuff. And then I do, and I think that's where it's like a, and also because Aurelia is like in the middle of Sapon, she has she can't really go anywhere because she also because it's also because she's a good student too. Mm-hmm. That's to true. And, but then she also get kicked out of university. <laughs> so how did you use all of these um influences and style in the alter you know in how did you use it to write the alternative history part of beyond the gray skies i think alternative history part is not so strong an influence if you are if you was really me i'll just be i'll just be using i'll, I'll just i was just talking alternative history bots and then like this is a very famous website alternatehistory.com but I just search up random POVs or something like that mm-hmm. random point of discussions that could go very interesting and yeah this is where I really take some influences from the real alternate history and like although it's not exactly like it but I kind of take some influences and then I just try to and then I just kind of loosely base it upon it anyway it was like um, it was like in actual reality a lot of the, lot of the very complicated geopolitical questions it's like um, it's very it's very fascinating for me to explore because it's like um it's like one thing can lead to another to lead to another. And I think it's like um it's very interesting because of one initially, I guess because I'm a very much a political person. I love I love to read up about power, about how these things are gonna affect each other. Yeah, I think I've been doing a lot of reading about a lot of this stuff lately though. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, and, yeah, and, uh, but then I would say that it's mostly influenced me to seriously though. Like just my style is my style tends to be very simple. I don't try to go any poetry thing because like um it's very hard to do poetry if you're if you if you're writing complicated if you want to convey very complicated ideas. Mm-hmm. It's like it's only it's really good if you're very if you're really writing a very mythological, like you want to have very allegorical. Like I, I know the fact that there's a lot of people making their making their career making money, making their careers out, out of analyzing out of analyzing a song on ice and fire. 
Mm-hmm. It's a lot right. of it's a lot of effort, and I think it's like a, for me, my style is just pretty simple. Although there's a lot of simple foreshadowing, it's just like a, I guess one of one of my best one is very early on. It's just like a, let me just check. Not not this chapter. Ah, uh, this one. This one. Mm, I I think it's like it's just very late on, and yeah, I. I think it's just this entire game where he's just having where he's just wait he's just has he has no strategy that's why he's it's just been a game let me just check oh yeah it's just um it looks like I win and you know I I think it's for I think it's just my style is very simple I tend to like my pros are more it's more like a window I don't really try to say it's very beautiful because honestly um some people do that but then they are right I think it's just I write more than I really. I focus on the story more and but then there are some authors who take very long to really publish books it's because yeah they tend to focus a lot on every word every sentence mm-hmm. right yeah. and I think it makes sense for you to not make it very very complex like you know G- George R.R. R. Martin because like you said in the live session your story doesn't have that many supernatural elements it's very it is there but it is not like extreme amount of world building like integrating your fantasy I'm sorry your alternative history world with the fantastical elements I think that would you know really really have you to write more of it and then you know that would also detract from the events that's happening so it's a good choice to make it more simple actually it's mostly very simple because of another fact that number one I'm just not even sure how fantasy will affect this thing very hard <laughs> number two is because I'm also, I'm also not very fascinated by it right now I do have some clues of writing a fantasy in the future because actually I started off from writing fantasy too. I also started writing fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's just a little, I just started losing interest in fantasy as a whole and, <laughs> and into writing fantasy as well because I was rest. And then after I started really exploring a certain story which had a very political aspect to it and that started making me think that, hmm, okay, maybe I, maybe I should explore more of that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then after after, tw- after nearly three, two to three years of just learning about history, like, by this point, I'm, like, I'm just a full history junkie. Really. I just, I, every day I read history, I listen to, I listen to podcasts about history, I listen to podcasts about this guy's theory about, 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 about evolution, this guy's theory about, about how we got to, how we got to the modern world. And yeah, it's been, it's been a very long route. And I think it's influenced me to just write people and just to focus on like their lives. And even so, George R. Martin is saying, foundationally, right, this, the fantastical element of his, but now he's also really saying that he's always about a high conflict. Mm-hmm. That makes which sense. is very character focused mm-hmm. and very it's just basically trying to destroy the characters as much as possible mm-hmm. I don't know whether this is true or not but then it's like a, yep and I think it's just like a, another another one I think I have is that it's also very subtle it's just a, it's also I'm, a, I'm it's just that it's also uh, let me just figure out which chapter was it again I think one of the one of my earlier chapters has it's just um, okay Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's just that we said this entire passage when she meets her friend Bianca. Mm-hmm. She has a very, I, I mean, this right now, I'm just bringing out certain passages from certain chapters. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm just bringing out certain passages from certain chapters. It's like, um, this is basically Bianca, and she has a friend named Bianca, but she says, That's great, Bianca. I think we can see. We're working under the same place. Bianca hugged her, showing her happiness at the both of them in the same opera house. Amaranta returned it after a moment. It's not an issue. I mean, they could continue to see each other. It's great. I really want to tell you that they were actually costing us to allow, allow sentence. She knew uh, how unusual it was. 
while they never done it throughout the past couple of years. They were prestigious, but it was so rare for them to hire this many people. The pay is fantastic too. My mother was a lot more sure, unsure about that, but she was she put too much sure. It's just a job. As long as she kept paid down, she'd be done and then she'd be fine. After I said yes, I went out and took a chance of opportunity. She said Bianca was coming to Nepal, or we should move back home to a small town. It wasn't as easy. She should go home back home and now it made sure they not follow. But there was more for Amanda considered ready. It was too good an opportunity. It was seemed to accept to go air going there. And yeah, I think it's just, just a very early chat. It's just a very early passage. Mm-hmm. It's just a very early passage or just a very short early passage. Only just like a, I think because for me, a lot of it's because I edited this chapter so I could add in some more little hints about certain stuff. And she's not very happy about it. And she's like, well, I don't really like the place. My gut instinct is telling me I don't I don't really want to go near it. And, and then I can't really say no to it because like um I think in this case because the, the costuming works like I just treat it as very insular. Like people tend to refer each other, refer each other. And if you if you really, really piss someone off, you tend to you tend to be on the way out because you can't really find any more joy there anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so very clear on show business even now that I know I know there are a lot of actresses who did actors, actresses who tend not to speak up about anything that's going in the background because they are probably at, at liable to lose their careers. And mm-hmm. I think there's also a lot of emphasis in how I really wrote this. Like, even though I'm actually like, very bad stage. And yeah, I think it's just that I, I think I enjoy I enjoy writing this kind of stuff actually. It's just it just knowing her it's just, she doesn't like it very much. She just wants to she's not very certain about it just yet. But then I yeah just I'm mostly been pulling early chapters and I guess it's like one of the one of the biggest one I think I enjoy is just um let's see visitors. I will say basically this one was the most important one. I saw that everything is a wish. Look at a schedule for the week in the instant. All he could look was almost to a busy week. Anybody flipped through it and said, Did you even read any of it? <laughs> it means that anybody didn't read it at all. He didn't read any of that. Only of those any of those papers that as you prepare for him at all. He's just I think this is just showing him that yeah, this was my time in mind. This was like he was really bored. Like he just I think it's just his first sign that, oh my god, I really don't know what I'm doing. What am I doing good? And the, and the best part is that he got himself here into this, into this position. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah, I think it could be a long discussion in the future. And I, oh yeah, what's the, what's the next question actually? Yeah, the, so the next question is what are the other genres besides alternative history that dominates your novel? Mm-hmm. Other genres, I think it's just like it's that was very it can also be very dramatic. It's like it's also it's always a bit a tad a bit of mystery, but I think right now I'm just focusing on the dramatic because like these two credits are just like they have a particular feeling about certain things and but then they're not really ready to take it. I think it's because it's quite slow as a result of way I'm writing. It's just like anybody's going to, it's gonna take him some time to really realize that I don't know. I just I don't know. I think one, I, I think it's one then another one my of, of yeah so like this is just where I really and I really I really end up working I feel as though like the best part where I think sometimes is when you go get to the editing stage mm-hmm. that's where you can really polish stuff like because like in the early stage you have ideas but then sometimes you can't really polish it really as well as when you really have the chance to read up the story again I think the second part is because like uh, it's also very dramatic that's like as you can, as because like the first part is just like, it's always a, it looks it's a bit of slice of life thing. Like, uh, I remember there was like one entire chapter about over here where it's like a map opposite. Where basically what's happening is just that like, Amanda is just like, uh, what, was, what was the comment here again? Let me take a look. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. It's just that like, I feel something, it feels like a very, a very weird, a very weird slice of life thing because like, uh, 
like this and like this and like number chapter four part number one is just like everyone is just like mm. facing some of the actresses in resin they're pretty demanding or something and like that she just doesn't rather it's just like Sabina who's handing them with finesse because like I'm used to this I'm used to this stuff like, I'm used to all of them I'm used to all of them acting in the way they do mm-hmm. whereas I'm not pretty new to it and let me just check. And yeah, and also because like, it's also sometimes I was and, and I also sometimes I can certain things in the background. And yeah, so I mean, this is just a chapter where I'm just saying I enjoy writing sometimes because like yeah, makes I feel as though there's a bit of comedy down here because I'm always I always have a little inner comedian where I just like writing some simple comedic some I think there's like a bit of comedy down here, like not so situation, just like just how Amaranta feels about this situation. Now I'm just so done with all these people. I just don't I'm it's not as I've been nice more done with them, I'm rather just like staring around like huh and also because they don't really like her because like back in chapter 2 she was like running around in the place like she was like she got lost around and they don't really and one of the actresses didn't really like that they thought it was probably they thought she was intentional mm, I but see. Like, I'm does it interpret it that way so like that's and so that is like yeah it was really unintentional she just simply didn't know and she just wandered around I guess so, because mm-hmm. she was very new and yeah I think so that's what for me somewhere down the line is like uh, I'm trying to go to explore I'm not sure that I'm going to explore more comedy in the future but then it's just like because I don't, I don't think I'm very funny as a person, and, and a lot of my topics are very, very. Yeah, we probably can go very dark, very, very. But most, of, most of the time, my current situation, my current writing is like it's mostly been keeping around like life, around very simple, very interesting, but very, very. It's more like it's very, it's more like it's still very family friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's true. It's Definitely. Just like it's not very like I don't think a lot of children like reading about adults because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure because I also don't mean previously people think adults do cool things, but the reality is adults are pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, also I think it's just like um and, and yeah, I think it's just like, because for me it's a lot of this fun, it's just like the tree will be any it feels it's like very funny. It's just like this composition between the two of them and I and like I yeah, I enjoy it a lot and the, the dramatic it's just like just trying to show on your body having no clue and then eventually it's just gonna take a while for him to really set it out and it's a slow paced thing kind of story. I don't really want to be very half fast paced because otherwise like uh, eventually I'm gonna really have to pull out all sorts of bit of fantasy stuff for my my story and I don't think that's gonna work at all. <laughs> but or, or must or must have completely random stuff happen to him. Like um like imagine what what if what if what if I should what if, do you remember do you remember the early very I think we go to I'm not really sure it was why he but imagine if, like his father's family shot me in the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Just imagine the sheer chaos of that. <laughs> exactly. And also because I also because anybody's working toward to get to get to that the kind of revelation or like imagine if his grandmother just shows up and say oh my oh my grandmother oh and then like and but then you also kind of a lot of things like regarding like Kishishi with his parents how he views them and like how resistant are really like how his parents really are and also because like a lot of it's like um also because it fits their characters because like honestly that that's were not very expected like nobody that they didn't really plan that. They're going to die at a moment, and this is why their stuff has been like very haphazard. Nobody has told them much of anything, and no one has, and not many men who has assumed that it's been like the case. And, and yeah, this is why that like, Ali and Amaranta have to like really work to get any really any really solid info. Like okay, the mother side is really is more is more is more so it's not it's easier because it's information. Nicole hasn't even seen any of his family since since the day he left he left his country. Yeah, definitely. Right, so we can see all these genres reflected in your work. And do you think you'll be adding any more genres in the future, or there's already a lot to work with? I think. Yeah, I mean, probably not. I'm just going to keep to this because this is where I really feel so I, I kind of shine. And I think for me, that I'm, and most of my have more of touch of, of comedy in it. I don't know. I've been listening to a comedian, and it's like it's hilarious. <laughs> 
yeah, we have to exploring comedy because like uh, I've been listening to some comedy that is helping me to get some other some stress. I mean, like just getting some after after my issues like after I had some really bad bad issues with my eyes. I'm like, oh, maybe it's just I maybe just listen to some comedy. Maybe it help maybe help me get some sleep. <laughs> That's true. It can. Yeah, and finally, and, yeah, um, how do you think the uh plot structure of your novel is, and do you think that the, the genre influences your plot structure? I think it does, but then thinking my my genres are all very hodgepodge because usually when you write a novel, it's very focused on whether writing very specific genre, writing literary fiction. But then for me, it's like a I guess for me, it's like I'm trying, I'm, I'm actually exploring a different kind of, of like storytelling where I'm just really working on like a of like the plot structure is just like okay, it's very very it's very. I think I focus on like trying to build arcs towards the ending, and then eventually I move on to that. That's not my structure, and also very differentiated too. It's like anybody has its own entire storyline that goes somewhere, and I'm at that storyline actually goes somewhere else too. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'm gonna to bring it all together again, but oh, it's gonna be a while because like, by the really big one I'm doing afterwards, it's it's like it's something I'm only I'm only maybe giving a few hints right now in a, in the very latest chapters, but it's not very big. If that's not really the main focus, it's just been like it just be like a feel of it, and like and what they're doing is. It might lead to somewhere interesting in the future, but but then a lot of my storytelling is just like I think if I ever if I ever publish Real the Grace, I'll probably be dividing just the first volume as a whole into two, into two just one for anybody, one for Amaranda. Mm-hmm. That makes because sense. It'll, make, it'll be probably make more sense dude. because volume two I can't divide it at all because um there's a lot of other there's a lot of other POVs inside that I, that I don't think that would make sense if really as a whole because it deals with a lot of the consequences of what happens in volume one like or we are just saying that I enjoy like why. Why why the hell am I being left out in the open? Why? <laughs> and and that and that's just basically her real question and her main question that she's dealing with in the in volume two. And, and because she's like she's the entire new POV, I probably won't be dividing. But for me, for the first volume, I'll probably be dividing into two. And I think the structure is because like it's very it's very different, it's very parallel, but eventually I might be bringing it to somewhere, but actually it's not really for it's not it's not really towards a beyond the risk guys kind of thing. It's just like I think for me it's like this point time, my structure is more really like a very hard hard storytelling. It's just that I'm just I just like to explore my current the world I built and trying to build it better and trying to improve certain things that, that I left out sideways and and my anthology writing has been going pretty interestingly. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, but that's probably for the that's probably for the future like um yeah. So and also because my structure is just like uh, I tend to like write a scene of whatever's happening and then from there it gives me more ideas because I'm of a like say like I said, I don't know, but I remember someone because I said I'm a I'm more of a gardener. I tend to like just let myself run over things, and I have a big idea, and I have very certain certain things I want to hit. Other than that, it's just like a, it's just like as I grow along, it's been easier and easier for me to um to really to really plan out the re- not really I plan out just like to really hit certain certain beats, and then after that, it's just like oh okay, I can do this or like sometimes hit in a very different manner. Like oh well, wow, that's very interesting. Okay, maybe I should go with that instead. Because like um, I guess for me, like I can't I can't plan stuff because um, because it can't. Other than that, is I probably wouldn't have gotten to the gene to the incredible strange journey of anybody. I probably wouldn't have gotten to the to the incredible the incredible near towards the old slow slow descending of Amaranta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just like, for me, it's just to be like a journey. To I think if I would answer the how do I think I improve as a writer, it's just like. A, I think the biggest thing I've improved on just my style, my ability to like, just be very clear. Actually, I've gotten better at figure out how, how to how to market, how to define my work exactly. And I think it's sometimes it's a very hard thing to do when you're starting out. Mm-hmm. It is. It can be hard. 
yeah, and I think it's just been, it's, it's like the more I can really understand what I'm going with, I could really just understand it's very zing. It's kind of, a, I'm not really sure whether zing is the right word for it. Mm. It's just been, it can be quite zingy, I guess. So. Mm, let me think. Um, Zany usually means strange or surprising in some somewhat in a humorous way. Sometimes I think I, I yeah, I do think sometimes mine is, I don't think mine is very zany just yet though. In fact, I'm just I'm just going to a very it's not very humorous, it's just like a, it can be very, very like, I think it's yeah, I think I can it can be I don't think it's very zany particularly, but then it's just it's just been very a lot of unexpected things happening and they're just been like building girls like, oh this is like this, this is like that, and I'm like, huh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay, that, that's good enough for me. And, and I think I think also means that when I was starting out, it's like um, I know I know that a lot of the authors that are writing novels, they write novels very well. Whereas I'm very I'm a very broad person because it means that I get interested in everything and this is why I like it. And and my perspective just grew from the volume to volume. Volume one I had two. On volume three, I probably have four to five, at least six of them, I think. Mm-hmm. No, volume two I had six, and then some really six seven. Mm, probably with more to come or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also because um I think it's just I think it's just I got the better writing narrative too. It's like you're trying to I'm trying to keep it very tight. I'm trying to keep it making so that everything makes a certain point. And I think I got the better it too. Like those like the plotting and like the and like the style too. Just like my style is like more simplistic. It's been more focused on dialogue because I feel that like dialogue is just like because it's just been more the exchange between the people. And I think the biggest part is just like, I was just I was really challenging me to write very interesting dialogue. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's more about very abstract topics. Whereas antibodies is more difficult because it's just, it's more about the loss of like you know how do you like selling persuasion like how do you get to make a convince someone to make a deal. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm, 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 I will see the the, the it's like, for her it's all it's all about the details. Like she will notice what what person wears what she will notice certain very certain details she will notice certain things because she it's actually so much, she's also very detailed because like. If you love to love to be so, wouldn't you be very detail oriented? Mm-hmm. She would be. That's a very realistic detail, and it fits her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and this is why. Like, uh, I think it's just it's just getting better at, at really nailing down. Although I won't co- comment on this, but other perspectives voluntary because like uh, too early that I can't really comment about them just yet because it, I don't think a lot of people has really read towards that, and a lot of people are still start very early on, and I don't really want to spoil it for them yet. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and also because like a lot of the big, a lot of the big big ideas I have is like um, it's a long long way in the working, and I, I don't know whether whether am I am I trying to pioneer a new kind of storytelling or whatever. I'm just writing it go along. Mm-hmm. This so, is probably why this is this is an online job. This is a, this is an online fiction thing, and I have <laughs> True, right? Do you think you'll ever um print it out someday once you're done, maybe volume one? Uh, yeah, once I've really done editing. <laughs> it will be really interesting to be able to flip through a hard copy of your book, which is what um, you know, Hellevorn is doing. She's going to be releasing her hard copy for all of us to buy of Lucky Wolf. So that's mm-hmm. going to be very exciting. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm just not sure how much, how much shipping charges will be coming from Denmark and Singapore. It's probably cheaper than coming from US Singapore. That's true. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I mean, right now she already has the um, Kindle ebook version on Amazon and she's setting up, you know, how we can buy it through her, the hard copy. Yeah. Uh, eventually, once I, I, once I can like, uh, really polish this thing, polish the stuff up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because like, I, also, because I don't think I'm really that, I'm not really near that yet. It's just my writing is possible. I've gotten 
a lot better ranking this entire series the of the series because this is actually the first time I really stuck to a vision because beforehand like um I had very short form works that um that you know like you know my two others was a maiden strange mm-hmm. large and really retired it's very I had a concept of a larger idea but then eventually I just said that I just don't know I just I just can't seem to figure out what to do with it just exactly yet mm-hmm. and yeah I might return I'm I probably won't I, I probably be shelving this one but I've already been shelving with it retired permanently I probably have no idea what to do with it anymore mm-hmm. which I just can't I just don't know what to do with it anymore but then I mentioned earlier maybe I might return back to the setting again to a very mm-hmm. different kind of story mm-hmm. it's just that right now I finally figured out I'm actually very focused on very the like, political aspects like the the more world building aspects of things and I'm very interested in that, talking about pro- progress too like, progress is also very much very interesting about me it's like a, it, I think the biggest thing if I say what, what's, the, what's the biggest thing about the other research that I'm going to touch upon is going to be revolutions mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. there's not a lot of them but oh later on later on you, you see you see <laughs> mm-hmm. that's true just right. gonna be a big thing. I, I won't really say much other than say it's revolution, just watch out for it. And uh, yeah, it's just like and also a maiden strange for us. It's just it's just been a very I feel so this is the most self it's very self-contained because at the end of the day she gets what she wants and she gets out of the, out of the country. And this is a very old style book and it's like it's, if it feels a, it feels very reminiscent of my very old style, like a lot, a long, a lengthy amount of description and yeah, I kinda move away from this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember reading this. There was a lot of description, but I thought it was good for the story because you wanted to kind of show what you know the the scenes looked like and you know all the aspects of the rituals and what was expected from people back then and you know the structure of life. You know, with the cooks, uh, the servants, and everything. Yeah, and also because like uh, uh I probably return you back to this somewhere in the future. I still love the song, the song dynasty setting. I just feel it's very underutilized, like. It's very, it's, I think because it's, it's like a very interesting part of ancient China that people tend to ignore because like, it was big. Um, no, it was not big. It was just very different. If you look at it from a Renaissance perspective, it's like, it's like more, it was very interesting because it could be something like a, like a, like a Renaissance Italy setting where they were more about money, they were all about mm-hmm. trade, about commerce. And this is where I really wanted to talk about it. And ironically, I don't know. I, I'm reading a really good paper about, about the Song Dynasty as a whole where there was like, that basically a lot of the women had a lot of power that had a lot more power in, in the early Song Dynasty but it's more they had more economic power in the Song Dynasty which means that they got the fi- they got the assets they got the finances they got the land and you can imagine that that's a big deal in, in, the, in those times because if you got the land you're basically you're basically set for life I guess mm-hmm. you just take rent from the land and that's it and I think for me it's just why I've been like um, I've been mostly trying to get back into it I've been trying to get back into like some parts of ancient China and it's not as I love interest, just that I need I need to understand the the world more before I say before I move forward. Because right now I'm I'm because I think one means I'm from Singapore and and I think I'm I'm probably still a banana. Mm-hmm. Banana right. is like, a, like basically your white your yellow and your outside your white on the inside. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, other yeah. series you have? I think it's about Japan, right? Twilight yeah, something. Yeah, but then I probably not, I'm not I'm not very proud of that actually because it's still very early me trying to explore a bit. It's like some of the things in in this will probably come over to be on the green skies, but it's just a very different setting. And it's a very different feel towards it. I think when it's just like uh, the difference within this series just like this is very plot focused by it. I didn't really understand it very well. I didn't know everything. Mm. And I think it's just like um even though I probably I, prob- I love Japan, but then it's like a Japanese I probably won't be returning back to the setting again because just like uh, Japan is a very interesting place and it was always a very interesting place. It, it, it is after one of the places that's been not being colonized and this is where like uh, mm-hmm. but then even then I realized that yeah, I probably wouldn't really return back here at not much anymore. Mm-hmm. But then maybe in the future, maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Because it's also alternative history. And it, I think it's interesting also how the title is similar to Beyond the Gray Skies. There's a gray and then there's something that also relates to the sky. But, it, you know, instead of skies, it's twilight. So I can really definitely see that, you know, this this was kind of like the prototype of, you know, your current interest in alternative history. Yeah, it was a very, very early prototype that convinced me that, you know what, maybe I should do something a bit more. And also because like eventually I realized, I, once I really got into European history, that it is like, seriously though, like uh, a lot of places got screwed that wasn't the East, that wasn't, that wasn't Asia. A lot of places in Europe just literally got screwed over. Like mm-hmm. the, of course by him, I can name Poland. Poland is definitely one of the most screwed over places of the, 20, of the, 19, of the 19 and 20th centuries together. Mm-hmm, that makes and sense. And then a lot of Eastern Europe mm-hmm. is like, Asia, and just been like a lot of my influences. I could tell you, yeah, I could tell it was early world that we just been a few ideas. Was it, I don't think Mary's Joyer was very, very similar in a way. Mm-hmm. It's just been an uh, attempt to try something very different. And right now, just like, I don't know. Like, if I, I think what means all oh, my ideas are very broad based, and yeah, so yeah, and this is just where I really wanted. Everyone else is like, my style is just like, I, I think it's because my biggest, my, my biggest takeaway for me is just my style is very, very, um, the things I like to write is very big. I like to write very big ideas, very big stories. And that can be, that can be very, I feel as though like if I want to write a novel, it's like, I don't really want to abandon all these credits eventually. I really want to see where they go, what, what they do. And, and also because it's like, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm actually realizing I'm trying to stay away from building like a, a simple story and then move on. And then it's just, I'm much just building a really big world. And I, I like doing that a lot more. It's just my exploring like, how can this world work? I think because I'm very, I'm thinking because I'm very logical. I think I'm very functional. And, and, and because of my background in IT and where you're basically coding stuff all day long and you're basically like basically you are creating stuff for people it's just a very different method that's true mm-hmm. right and yeah. also you know doing these bigger projects will help you develop you know beyond this great skies more so like each big project can kind of help each other out you know what I mean yeah actually if I there, there will be a sequel to beyond this guys, but I probably won't be anywhere near this song of title I'll probably think of something shorter <laughs> I was probably doing something shorter. Mm-hmm. Once I figure out how to pass the thing into how to pass the big content of my idea into just a few into just one one single word because um yeah I wouldn't really think about it because it's like there's still one more volume to go and the big and and I'll be and I'll be planning volume three to go to be in volume four. Mm-hmm. It, it was, yeah, it's just I just been enjoying writing. I think I love I think it was amazing because I was a very young writer and then like I don't know whether this was a good or bad for me because I still I still have a lot of idealism about writing like. I don't really want to be just a just regular novelist and, and it just this one for me is like a I've been exploring white fiction now more and more. It's like I'm trying to stay away from like a, I'm trying to explore more different formats of trying to write white fiction and just where it feels like and actually ironically for me the best part about writing is just the way I set limits for myself. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I mean I don't know, I'm just like I don't I tend to divide the past because like maybe I can constrain it because like uh, I don't really have that, that feeling it's like I think I need some limits on myself. And for me, the best for limits is just the way I choose, what I choose is like, um, I just have a certain number of chapters, also the number of ideas I want to put into a certain volume. And then it's like, I rebel and then that's, and then I move on to the next. And usually it, it kind of leads to more and more stuff for me to write in the next volume. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing or a bad thing. It can be both, but then it's like, a, I do have a very clear, I don't have something of a clear ending for this series about where it's going to, I don't, I don't have a clear ending for this series. I don't have a clear ending for how we really want to, Maybe it's something I just want to develop. Maybe something I just want to just want to move on to move on later on, and maybe I'll come back to it and maybe another decade or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like uh, I'm just a very very broad based author, and 
I don't know whether I think it's like a I don't really try, I don't really focus so much on like um, although right now I'm really character focused that like I really drill down to Ani but like I drill down to Amaranta but at some point that I probably would leave them because I think they have suffered enough mm-hmm. right well thank you so much for today you know we learned so much about what inspirations you have and what your writing style for Beyond the Grey Skies is as well as learned a bit about your other series that are on Tapas. You know, I really hope that everyone in the audience goes check them out and see how they in a way kind of predated Beyond the Grey Skies and inspired it and how you may be going back to them in the future, especially um, A Maiden Strange Voyage. Yeah, I should not use the Voyage is a very bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Nowadays, right. because I realized, oh, well, I mean, I mean, the biggest part of being a writer is you can just completely fail and then start over again. Mm-hmm. Right. So thank you so much. Thank you. I I had a good time. I I think this was my best. This was the feeling as so like I think I I did I enjoyed writing. I did talking this the most because like uh, it goes into like very in depth into certain things I really wanted. I really never expected to bring out like and some of the past things are like wait someone actually noticed that two books that I actually have my brother actually quite similar I like I thought nobody actually noticed that <laughs> <laughs> all right see you next time bye see you next time. bye